with our nugget this morning. The smallest deed, the smallest deed is better. The smallest deed is better than the greatest. The smallest deed is better than the greatest intention. A lot of times, you know, well, I intended to do that, but just kind of slipped my mind or I got too busy. You know, it's better to have something done than to have nothing, right? So the smallest deed is better than the greatest intention. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks for the opportunity, Father God, to look into your word. We're praising you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that your Holy Spirit resides within each and every one of us. And, Father God, as the word goes forth, your Holy Spirit will quicken, Father God, our hearts and our minds, Father God, to even greater revelation as how we to how are we to accomplish that which you've sent in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Are you ready? We are frequently called upon to give an account of ourselves. IRS requires of us giving an account of our finances on each year, in fact, on around April 15th. Um, if you're a student, you're called to an account by your examinations. I think they're quarterly during the school year. Politicians stand on their record as they want to to be reelected. It's uh, really good for each and every one of us to take a look at the record that we have made for ourselves. So get ready to take notes for yourself. Okay. Our record of achievement uh, is being written or already, already has been written. Um, in reality, we can say. Uh, we can't change our past, but we can change our future record, okay? Um, so God is more concerned about our todays and tomorrows than what we did yesterday. We go from glory to glory, amen? We don't, we're not supposed to stagnate, in other words. Uh, Every child of God should have an understanding that one day, one day, we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And the rapture is going to come real soon. And that judgment day is going to be here. So are you ready? Second, uh, pardon me, Second Corinthians. Let's go to Second Corinthians. If you can write your own account or your own report, what would it say? I remember this is judgment seat of Christ. What would your report say, or how would you write your report on yourself? You know, some of us, <laughs> some of us like you know, 
if we want A, B, C, D, and F, uh, grade-wise, where would your account be? Well, what would you want? What would you want God to write on your account or your report card? Hmm. Okay. Second, I found Second Corinthians yet? Chapter five, please. Looking at verse 10. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10 from the King James. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that which he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Wow, that's not ink. From the Amplified it reads, for we must all appear and it be revealed as we are before his judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive his pay according to what he has done in the body, whether good or evil, considering what is his purpose and motive has been and what he has achieved, been busy with and given himself his attention to accomplishing. Okay, you got your report cards out. So every person, uh, we're going to be, every person, individually, you're going to stand before the Lord. Now, how many ever had this picture? You're standing before the Lord, and all of a sudden, one of these giant screens come up. And everybody's looking at the screen, and they see you there. What is that screen going to show? Some of us, I don't think I can Well, I don't think it's going to be quite that way, <laughs> okay? But um, every person wants to be among the redeemed on Judgment Day, all right? Okay. Uh, you can be sure that you'll be there if you're born again, okay? Okay, glory to God. The new birth establishes a relationship between you and God. Amen. And this grants the believer, you, the privilege of being recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. So now we're standing for, you know, there we are. No non-believers will experience this judgment. This is only on you and me, okay? The judgment seat of Christ will take place more likely right after the rapture. So how many are ready for the rapture with your report card? <laughs> oh, some of you are squeamish. Let's go to First Thessalonians and let's see where the rapture takes place. First Thessalonians chapter 4. Beginning with thir uh, verse 13, that's First Corinthians up, oh, pardon me, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning with verse 13. But I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning that which you are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. 
For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the shout. Are you ready for that shout? With the voice of the trump, uh, with the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Verse 17, and we which are alive and remain shall also be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. Glory to God. The day is coming. The day is coming. And uh, it's closer than we think. Uh, it's really close. Unbelievers, on the other hand, will experience something else. It's called the great white throne. And you don't want to be even near this thing. Okay, let's go to the book of Revelation and just look at that for a moment. Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20, beginning with verse 11. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was a and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up its dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man, according to, his, according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Verse 15. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Well, glory to God, you're not going to be there because your, your name has been written in the book of life. Well, some of you were... I thought you'd be rejoicing on that one. Some of you Are you... Dreading the judgment seat of Christ? And like I said, we're going to look at a report card. You are going to look at a report card. I don't know what's in your report card. I, mean, I know what's on my report card. And I'm, I've got to raise my average up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Nobody would want to raise their average, I guess. Maybe you're doing good. Maybe I'll let you come up here and tell me what's going on. Okay, let's go to 1 Corinthians now. Uh, Paul the Apostle wrote about the, the uh, judgment seat of Christ, so let's look at that. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Looking, beginning with verse 12. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12, beginning with verse 12. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it is, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. 
So we, if you're building on, if we, our report card's good, we're going to receive a reward. Amen. Glory to God. Better, uh, some of us, I mean, I'll speak for myself. Like I said, I've got to bring up my average. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he, but he himself shall be saved, so yet as by fire. Glory to God. So there's going to be, a, a, at the judgment seat of Christ, everything that you've done after you've been born again is going to be there. It's either going to have gold, silver, and precious stones, or it's going to have hay, wood, and stubble. And all of a sudden, there's going to be a pshh. And that fire is going to reduce everything that's not any good to rubble or ashes, but the good stuff is going to stay. Okay. So what's the judgment seat of Christ for? It's a time when every believer, as an individual, stands before the Lord. You're not going to have, you know, your, your friend over here, or your, your, your buddy, or your wife, or your sister, or your aunt, whatever. You're going to we're going to stand before the Lord as an individual, okay? Um, and this is where the Lord makes a determination on... In what our life, since we were born again, how we conducted ourselves. Well, some of us, you know, like I said, I always thought this big screen would come up and, oh man, everybody's going to see what, I, you know, David, you're a bad boy. Uh, that's not going to be the event. Glory to God. <laughs> Take that fan and blow the blow the blow the blow the bad stuff away. <laughs> Wood, hay, and stubble. Just blow it away, Lord. Okay. Um, at this event, we will receive or lose eternal blessings. This is what we're going to get. This is this is what it says. This is where good, precious silver and gold is 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 going to be. And what are we going to have? Okay. Now, our position has already been justified. You've been born again. You've been washed in the blood. So your position is good. Remember, we, ju we just read just a while ago that uh, when the fire comes in, if it's all, everything is burned up and there's nothing left there, you are still saved. But you don't have some of the eternal blessings that go with it. Well, well. So, like I said, some of us have to maybe do some cleaning up ourselves or burning some stuff up ourselves so we can have a, a good report. You know, you know, some of us could write a good report. Others might be hesitant to write a report. You know, it might, if we grow, uh, wrote our report on a curve, it might just go like the stock market when it goes, you know, bad. It goes, some of us might have that. Because we started off real good as, as born-again Christians. We were up there. We had gold, silver. You know, we were doing good. And as we progressed in life, we didn't go from glory to glory. We started going from glory to stagnant, stagnant, stagnant. And 
and we, as we shall see, it turns out to be wood, hay, and stubble that, that uh, we are collecting for ourselves or putting up there on our report card. We can't have that. And we're so close to the rapture, we've got to change things. At least I do. I don't know about the rest of you, but I do, all right? So the Lord is speaking to me more than you, okay? But he also speaking to you. I want you to know that, okay? okay. Just not put it all on me, okay? Um, it's our condition, our life, after we've been born again, will be judged, okay? Because we, we find out the, the great white throne judgment, we're not going to have anything to do with that. That's, but this is, this, is, this is also called the Bema seat, the judgment seat of Christ, okay? Um, our foundation for every true believer should be strong in the Lord. Thank you for the amen. Okay. Uh, all of us would like God's book to declare that we've been obedient children. Oh, I keep, you know. Yeah. Obedience. A, B, C, D, E, F. Where? There could be no adequate substitute for obedience. You can't say, well, you know, uh, everybody else was doing it. I just kind of you know, fell in line with them. Uh, that can't be. We can't have that. We are going there as what? Individuals standing before the Lord. He's not going to say, okay, come on. Everybody that was with me and doing this thing, let's all go up there. And maybe the Lord will have some compassion on us because we were all doing. No, this is on, on individual. Some of us need to do some thinking. Or I was sweating when I was going through that. Okay. Obedience. An attitude of glad obedience is essential for the success of our service to God. So let's go to the book of John chapter 14. This is John chapter 14. We can also go into Samuel where it says uh, obedient, uh, obedience is better than sacrifice. But do we want to look at this one? John chapter 14. The attitude of, of glad obedience is essential for our success. John chapter 14, looking at verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. There's no, there's no, you know, gray area there. We need to keep his commandments. Glad obedience brings you a happy heart. And God's happy with you when you're obedient. Glory to God. Glad obedience enables you to become useful and fruitful in the kingdom of God. That means we're helping our fellow men. If you love me, keep my commandments. All of us would like to have in God's book or a record book that we've been faithful 
being faithful. Faithfulness in the book of God or report would require that we do more than just own a Bible or have a Bible. You know, some, some people think, well, I've got a Bible. That's in, uh, we've got to have more than a Bible. We must store the truths in our heart and our mind and let the teachings determine our lifestyle. Okay, let's go to, well, we'll look at two. Let's go to Romans, something that uh, we've talked about all the time. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that we may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. There's where we're at. We, want, uh, we don't want to be average. We don't want to be just accepted. We want to be perfect. That's being faithful. Being perfect in what he's called us to do. Amen? Amen. And in 2 Timothy, I think everybody's gone to sleep out there. 2 Timothy chapter 2. A verse that we've heard and numerous times at 2 Timothy chapter 2, looking at verse 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not be ashamed. Ashamed where? In front, in, standing in front of the Lord on judgment day. You don't want to be ashamed. I certainly don't want it. Rightly dividing the word of truth. We got we to wake up. God's called each and every one of us to do something. Not just barely make it, be perfect at it. Oh, thank you, Lord. Faithfulness. When it comes to the church, you got to be more than just a member. Well, I go to church. You know, we hear people, I go to church three times a week. Or I go to church twice a week or whatever. The church is the body through which the Lord Jesus continues his ministry in the world. Okay? Each of us must be functioning members of the church if we are truly, the, truly to be faithful. Are you functioning or are you just a... a uh, well, that's the word I want to use. Are you functioning or are you just a receptacle just sitting in a pew? <laughs> it means you've got to be doing something. Something in, 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 your, in the church. Well, there, there are some people that have wear two or three hats. You know, they go from one job to the next hat and then they go to the next one. That's good. I mean, they're, they're being 
But somebody else could pick up the load someplace. Well, you know, I, I, you know, I've got this and I got that. No, somebody's got. We've got to all pick up the load. Okay, we've got to be faithful as church members. Again, uh, faithful at home requires more than just, just you know, uh, keeping the marriage vows. Um, real faithfulness involves continuous love and devotion in the family. Amen? That, you, that each and every member of the family um, is happy and that they are learning. There are a lot of families out there that are, I'll put, put it, church families out there, they're, they're doing the thing of going to church and all that, but they're not teaching their child anything other than prayer at breakfast or lunch or dinner, you've got, to start, you've got to start teaching our children the precepts of God. That's what's going to make them successful in life. Okay? So we, we have to be... Okay, uh, let's turn now to Matthew chapter 9. In Matthew chapter 9, this is going to rock everybody's boat, I can tell you that right now. That's Matthew chapter 9. Looking at verse 37. And he said unto his disciples, The harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers are few. There are, we are living in the last days, and the harvest is plenteous. The, the, the harvest field is white. Uh, Our report card. We would all like to have our report card of God, on God's book declare that we have been soul winners. Uh, have you been soul winners? I told you it's going to rock your boat. Proverbs, the book of Proverbs. We are about done. In the book of Proverbs... Chapter 11. Well, you know, I'm so busy, I can't, you know, they don't allow me to do that. Proverbs chapter 11. How many know, how many know somebody that doesn't go to church? All you know is people that go to church. Oh, my goodness. It's up to us to share the good news of the gospel with them. Once they get born again, you need to, you got to nourish them and get them to be so hungry that they want to come with you and find out what's going on. We can double our size if each and every one of us went out, got one, per one person. Some of us can get a family in. Uh-oh, well. Okay, Proverbs chapter 11. Look. At verse 30. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. What type of tree are you? 
What's this latter part is what we want to really dwell on. He that winneth souls is wise. I won't ask you to raise your hand. How many of you are wise out there? Remember, good intentions. How do that? How do we write that? The smallest deed is better than the greatest uh, uh, intention. Why is intending to do that? That's not where it's at. You know, I I got busy. I got called out. Or there's other places you can touch people's lives. Oh boy. There's a great lack among believers today. We're deceived. We think we've got plenty of time. We don't have plenty of time. You don't have plenty of time. You don't know what's going to happen in the next 24 hours. The rapture can come, or you can step out in front of a diesel truck, or, you know, something. I, I'm not saying the bad things, but, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. The enemy is wanting you out of the way, and he'll send anything into your path. Okay. So he that winneth souls is wise. Glory to God. Let's go to the book of Daniel, chapter 11, uh, chapter 12. Last chapter in Daniel. Daniel, chapter 12. He that winneth souls is wise. So we know that. To be wise, you have to win souls. Now in Daniel, Daniel chapter 12, looking at verse 3, And they that shall be wise as the brightness of the ferment, and they shall turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Wow. A soul winner is going to be bright. You know, okay. At night, you, you say twinkle, twinkle. You know, little stars, and some of, some are bright stars. Actually, what are they? They're they're suns. It's a planet, not a planet, but a sun. Okay, a bright. You can be a twinkling little star, or you can be like the daylight sun. And people are going to recognize you and me when we're in heaven. We are either going to be a bright star. I mean, look at it. Boy, boy, that person. Oh, wow. What they did, they, they accomplished something. They were soul owners. And some of us are going to be trying to hide what we got or had. Because there's a twinkle, twinkle. This is, this is something that the Lord's going to check us up on. What's your report saying at this point on your report card? Hmm. Lord, don't go in that. We'll skip that part. Lord, you skip that part. No, it says everything. Is it going to be wood, hay, or stubble, or precious stones? 
gold and silver. What 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 is your report card saying right now? Okay. We get the last song we sang. Lord send the rain, pour out your spirit. Let the fire fall. Heal us one and all. Fall afresh on me. We need that. Each and every day. Glory to God. Okay. Paul likened the spiritual material that we build with gold, silver, and precious stones refers to us as, uh, as a living, living with God. Um, the wood, hay, and stubble refers to us living and building our lives on our own wisdom. Are we building our lives on our own wisdom before the Lord? Because this is what we're going to stand before the Lord is. It's right after you get born again. These things are going to be before the Lord. You might, have, you might say, have a huge amount of, of works, but you find out when, when it's applied, when the fire applied, it just turns out to be wood, hay, and stubble, and you've got nothing. You've got a bunch of ashes there, and you've got maybe one little stone over here, a little precious stone, twinkle, twinkle. You know, okay. Um, building our lives on our own wisdom, understanding and ability, and the fact that we de- it shows us that we do not trust him in the areas of our lives. Fire will determine the area of what Christ, uh, what we were in Christ or self. Everything that is not of him will be burned away. Everything that's of him will result in eternal blessings. Eternal covenant blessings. Oh, glory to God. Have we been faithful to the individual calling in our lives? Since you've been born again, have you been faithful? Like I said, uh, I have to make some adjustments. Big adjustments. I'll go that way. Um, Have we been motivated by his love or by our selfishness? Poof. 1 Corinthians. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians a moment. Oh, forward to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We know what all this says. This is standing before the Lord. Though I speak with tongues of men, verse 13, uh, pardon me, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, beginning with verse 1. Though I speak with tongues of men and angels and have not charity, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Boy. So I was to be standing before the Lord and it's like sounding brass and tinkling cymbal, he says. And though I have a gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and knowledge and knowledge and have all faith so that I remove mountains and not have love, I am nothing. Wow. Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and not have love, it profits me nothing. That's where we're standing at, before the Lord. 
Is that of us? 2 Corinthians chapter 5 this time. Second Corinthians chapter five. Verse fourteen from the Amplified For the love of Christ controls and urges and impels us because we are of the opinion and conviction that one died. For all and all died. We've got to have that love. As children of God, we ought to take our Christian lives seriously. Lord, open my eyes to anything in my life that is not of you. Should be I crying. Help me to become obedient in every area of our life, of my life. We want to hear Matthew chapter 25. When you stand before the Lord on that great day, judgment day. Remember, this is a this is a all around all your brothers and sisters are the Lord there and are going to hear what the Lord says to you. As an individual. Matthew chapter 25. Verse 23. The Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee a ruler over many things. Enter thou into, into the joy of the Lord. That's what we want to hear. Oh, boy. Paul wrote that he took his life and ministry very seriously. Knowing that one day he would uh, have to give an account before the Lord. He realized that and he tells us that each and every one of us will have to give an account before the Lord. The question is, what is the current balance on God's books? of you. What is the current balance on God's books of you? If it's lacking, you can make the proper adjustments now before you stand before the Lord on Judgment Day. Make those proper adjustments. Well, it's not going to happen for a while. Hey, a lot of people don't. Don't procrastinate. Your covenant blessings are awaiting you. Amen? Or someone said, oh me. So that, oh, if you're looking for a title, final account, final account, or final report, whatever, on you, on me, we need to do things right. Anybody needing prayer this morning? While that's all stand, then we'll close off, give you something to think about this week, today.
Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, that as a day quickly approaches, Father God, when we will be standing before you as individuals. We're asking, Father God, that by your Holy Spirit, you'll move upon us, Father God, to clear up the areas, Father God, which we've allowed self to employ, Father God. We're asking, Father God, that we would do things in your obedience, to your obedience, Father God. That we will welcome, Father God, standing before you, Father God. So, Father, we praise you. Just give you thanks, Lord, that you'll continue to stir us up, Father God, to do the great and mighty things that you called us to do. Now give us each a good night, a good days, Father God. Harvest, Father God, a blessing, Father God. May we touch the hearts and lives of others, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen.